Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Andrew and Spring, where we answer your questions about relationships, about sexual health, about pretty much anything that you'd like to chat about. How are you today, Spring? I'm so good. Sometimes we have to start and restart and restart this like a few times, you know, we have to be like, hi, everybody. Oh, wait, I I said that weird. Oh, hi, everybody. Oh, hi, everybody. We only had to do it twice today. It's feeling good. Only (laughs) twice. It's because I was getting ready to click the record button and then spring started talking and (laughs) telling me she was ready after I it's fine. It's fun. Um, So the world is a crazy place, Dr. Cooper, and sometimes I don't know how to get by. I just I'm glad that we have these chats and conversations. We actually have been talking for over an hour before we even decided which (laughs) of your questions we were going to answer today. Um, But we were talking about coronavirus and being safe and all kinds of stuff. And we were talking about masks. And um, I have a big collection. I have masks to match pretty much every color and every outfit. Which one is your favorite? I have a satiny outside and cottony inside one, and it has flamingos all over it. That's my favorite, I think. My favorite one is my satin one. It's like blue and satin, and I can't find it right now. And I, I'm like, did someone steal it? I have no idea where my beautiful blue satin mask is. It's the only one that I can't find. Oh, uh, I think it's pretty funny. So uh, I'm sorry that you can't find it. Um, I have... So, okay, Spring and I have gone to a bunch of sex conferences, and we've spoken at all kinds of events all over the country about sex stuff and i we've gotten (laughs) goodie bags multiple times and one of my goodie bags i didn't know that it was like a lingerie washing basket so i had it because you know i don't have lingerie i never wore it so i had it in my office and then a student said to me like "Uh, why do you have that sitting in here i'm like well i put condoms in it so people can take them but it is perfect for washing masks. I took it home and now every day after I wear a mask, I throw it in the lingerie washer yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And after like 10 are in it, I just throw it in the washing machine with whatever. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've been washing my mask, just throw them in the washer, but some of them are like not faring so well anymore and I'm going to have to replace them. But you're right. They should be washed like lingerie. That's really smart. Yeah. I mean, it's working and I don't know. I, I, I I love dressing up. I love accessories. I love looking nice. And I will love getting rid of all of these masks when this is over. It's my least favorite of all of my accessories. I have a permanent like red ring on my face. We already talked about me having mask knee. Um, <laughs> but double masks is actually an okay thing sometimes as well. Um, so most of the time I just wear a little cloth mask. But if I think I'm going to be in a situation where there's more risk, I wear a medical mask. Uh, on my face. It's white side down, people. The white side goes on your face and the blue (laughs) side goes out. Um, But then I'll put a cloth mask on top of it. I love my cloth masks because they're super tight and create a seal. So all the air has to come through them. No air escapes around the outside. But um, it's okay. And I mean, double mask. It works. Double mask. I love that. And I love that you're like doubling up on protection and you're making sure you're super safe. And I want to remind everyone, you can't do that with condoms. Condoms, you cannot double up. Mask, you can double up. Condoms, you cannot double up because the friction of them rubbing against each other, even infinitesimal. Oh, that's a hard word to say. Can you say that word? Infinitesimally? As it may seem, <laughs> it's still bad for the condoms. So one condom 
two mask, totally fine. <laughs> right. But with masks, it's absolutely imperative if you have it, whatever you're doing that the air is going through them. So if you put on just two medical masks, the air is going to come from like around the mask. So you want to be breathing through it. You know, we've been having the same intro for like six months now. We really need what, to move mask? forward with this Corona thing. I have friends oh. who live in other countries who are like living their best lives and shopping and eating with friends. And here uh, we are still stuck. Yeah, but we also have friends in countries where they're going through a huge shutdown all over again because of second waves. So true, true. <laughs> I mean, I guess if we always just stay in the first wave, there's never any uh, need to change. Like in Florida, <laughs> bars and restaurants are now open at capacity. Hooray. Oh, my uh, God. Well, you're Good stuck luck. in New York, right? Like you're, New York is still high alert shutdown. Yeah. I mean, we have... Um, we're allowed to do anything outdoors with masks and stuff. I mean, we have a lot of outdoor restaurants and cafes, which are great. Um, but yeah, we're not we're not rushing to do stuff indoors. Wait, there's no indoor eating, right? I think it's opening at like 30% capacity soon, hmm. but um, not yet. Yeah. Hey, listeners, are you tired of talking about coronavirus? Wear a mask. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> So uh, today uh, we have a question um, that's, I, I mean, I like it. I think it's interesting. It's how do you balance your relationships and your friendships? So like, how mm -hmm. do you have a life balance between who you're dating and then your friends? Um, and I think it's interesting because I've never navigated this personally. Like I've always, I guess, had it easy or been pretty good at maintaining relationships. I mean, you can ask Spring. I'm pretty good at keeping in contact and chatting with people. Um, but uh, I think that there's a lot of people, especially when they first start dating someone, they lose sight of all of the other relationships that are important in their life. So Spring, how do you balance your relationship with your friendships? Yeah, I love this question too. Um, and I think that for the most part, I've been pretty good at this through my life. Um, but I've definitely been on the wrong end of the stick in some of my friendships, you know, where they have totally let their relationship take over. And, and I've had my friendships be really affected with some of my friends. So I really like this question because, um, I mean, I think it's a question we all struggle with is balance in our lives, right? There's always something in our lives that's a little out of balance. And so this question is really applicable to everybody, whether you're in a relationship or not. Like you're always trying to balance relationships. And it's like, you know, maybe you're putting a lot of effort into a certain friendship over another friendship and one of your friends might even get jealous. So like this question is just applicable to us when we're thinking about how do we um, navigate our lives. So I think it's really worth talking about. I mean, and I've definitely, I definitely have friends friends whose entire identity gets wrapped up in who they're dating, like serial monogamists who are just their constant, everything about what they're doing in their life, if they're dating somebody is about that person. And they sort of forget everybody else. And I'm a non, I like, I'm not jealous really of anything ever. So I don't really take offense to it, but I can see sometimes how it could be annoying or how someone could really be hurt by watching, you know, a friend suddenly ignore them. So like looking at it from like the friend side, not the relationship side. Um, I'm usually pretty excited for someone if they're dating someone new and they're really excited. And I know, you know, if they're my real friend, eventually they'll pay attention to me uh, in the future. But um, 
I mean, I think seeking balance is really important. And we live in a world where balance is almost impossible, except we're sold. Like if we pay attention to the media or advertisements, they tell us that we can have everything and have time for it. Um, so I think it's part of this is just establishing better expectations for ourselves and our time. Um, and part of it is, you know, trying to cut down on some of that jealousy. If you, if you really care about someone and they're having fun and they're focusing and spending a lot of time in that relationship, I mean, I try to be happy for them, but that's not the question. The question is, how do you balance your relationship with your friendships? So I think, I think jealousy is worth talking about a little bit here because I think that that is one of the drivers in like people being upset about something not feeling balanced. Right. So, um, and I think there's a few other things we also want to go through, but let's start with jealousy for a minute. So when we're thinking about, you know, why someone might feel upset, it might be that they're jealous of this relationship you're in or the time and energy you're putting into a new relationship. And we all know that when we get into a new relationship, that is when we want to spend the most energy on it. And we are very excited about it. And there's all these hormones and there's all this excitement and we really want to talk about it. And so it makes sense that, you know, that's a time when other people might feel jealous, but because of the time and energy, but also because of like how excited you are and how invested you are in it. Right. I mean, if you think about it, when one of your friends gives you attention, it's like the sun parts the clouds and shines on you and you feel valued and you feel worth. I mean, so much of our time and energy is spent like seeking attention or getting attention. And with our good friends, it comes naturally. And then all of a sudden, when they're dating someone new, we, we lose access to that like ray of sunshine in a, in a world that can be really tough on us, right? So I certainly can see uh, why someone might feel that way. Uh, but the outcomes of jealousy are almost always negative too. Like if you feel yourself getting jealous, it's time for you to take a step back and say, okay, okay, like this person is doing something that's good for them. And I need to like reevaluate where these negative feelings are coming from. And if you do feel jealousy, one of the best things that you can do is to be open about it and be like, I really miss the time that I, I, I used to see you or spend with you. Um, not that we get to see anybody now. But um, <laughs> uh, it, it, I mean, it's it, it's dealing with that jealousy that you're feeling. Um, I mean, jealousy is is terrible for all relationships, right? Like, it, and it it's disruptive. If you think about relationships you've lost in your life, a lot of that is due to jealousy, and it can come from relationships. It can come from lots of different things. But once you learn to identify that feeling in yourself, you can start working on becoming less jealous saying like, you know, this is about me feeling insecure and there's nothing for me to feel about. There's no reason for me to be insecure. So jealousy, insecurity are almost inseparable. And, and when you start noticing that it makes coping with it or when it happens, instead of you being upset and feeling insecure, you realize that this is a relationship someone's in and I should be supportive of them. And then when you tell somebody that all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, let me tell you so much about this person. Like, it changes the dynamic. The jealousy can really then be seen as a tool like, okay, I'm feeling jealous. That means I need to talk about this with this person. So you can start to use it as like, oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> this is a key. This is a cue. <laughs> Let me use it. And, um, and let's also talk about it from the point of the view of a partner, because in a relationship, a partner can also get jealous when their partner is spending a lot of time with their friends 
say it's like just out of that new stage of the relationship and now they're starting to go back to spending more time with their friends, then the partner can also feel jealous of that time that they once were getting that they're not getting anymore. So it's not just the friends that feel that, you know, so it can be seen from either side and from both sides. So the answer is the same. The answer is, okay, why am I feeling this way? Let's talk about it. So why don't we take a short break and when we come back, we'll keep talking about relationships and friendships and how to balance them. Thanks, everyone. All right. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about how to balance your relationships with your friendships. Um, I think there's a lot of other things that you can do that make this a non-issue, right? Like, if you have good friends, and if you really like somebody, and if that person you like is a good person, most of the time, you can introduce them to your friends and, you know, do things as a group. And, like, they'll form friendships as well. And it's it's kind of nice when all of that works out, when you can have friendships and relationships and they're all friends together. And that doesn't happen all the time. But most of the time, if you have good friends and you really like someone, it, it's it's an easy path to start dealing with this balance. And in that sense, oh, I don't need to go there yet. I was going to say, well, I'm going to go there. Oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, sometimes people will be annoyed when you're hanging out too much as a group, which is the other side, which is still when we're talking about that that whole idea of balance. And I don't know. And it's going to be different for every relationship as well. Like, Every person in every relationship that you're in requires different some different amounts of time for you to be there, to be happy, to make it work. Yeah. And so, I mean, um, this next part I want to talk about is kind of this, like, how do we balance things? Because sometimes we aren't putting enough effort into our friendships or we're not putting enough effort into our relationship, one or the other. And sometimes that, that definitely ebbs and flows, right? Like it doesn't always need to be the exact same amount of effort into these things. But I think starting to recognize, um, this level of balance for you is really important. And I have a recommendation around that, which is something um, I did with a friend once that I really liked. With one of my best friends, I set up a deal with him that I said, you know, um, help me watch out for um, how I am in my relationships. And like, tell me if you see anything concerning in my relationships, my like romantic relationships, and I'll do the same thing for you. And um, it was really nice to like have this like agreement set up in advance to then um, he was able to um, at one time when I was in a relationship that wasn't uh, going really great, he was able to identify that for me. And I could really trust him because I knew we had set that up in advance, you know, and he was like, you know, this relationship isn't looking great for you right now. And it looks like you're spending way too much energy and time in this. And so I think that's another way that you could try to look for that balance. Like if you feel like you've had trouble in the past balancing things, you could have some conversations with friends about identifying that and trying to help you identify that in your future relationships. Absolutely. I mean, it, everybody knows, or you should know, do a little self-evaluation, like how do I act in my relationships? And am I being fair to all of those other people around me? And I mean, you know, a sign of a good friend is somebody who can call you out whenever you're, you know, when you're wrong or something bad happens. Um, I mean, I cherish those people. You need those people around. And I really love Spring's suggestion of, you know, talking with 
those sort of people ahead of time and and getting their input in what's going on inside of your relationships as well. Um, and, and I was saying earlier, there, there's no set amount of time that's going to be right for a relationship. There's no set amount of time that's going to be perfect for a friendship. Um, it's really navigating, you know, the time and energy that that you have available and in, in spending it in those relationships. And also in relationships and friendships, any energy or time that you spend should, should feel like energy you want to spend, right? It shouldn't feel coercive. It could, shouldn't feel like you have to do this because the other person needs it. Those relationships should be uh, built on like time that you feel is worth that investment. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just going to say, this takes reflection. It takes work. <laughs> like it doesn't just come naturally to know all of these things, to know what feels balanced, to know what feels good for you. And so like Andrew was talking about, like there is this um, process of reflecting on past relationships you've been in, how your friendships and relationships have changed like during those times and then figuring out like what, what wasn't okay about that for you? What really worked for you so that you can take those learnings into your next relationship? Yep. I mean, that's the whole process. That's why, uh, you know, most of the time we don't marry the first person that we date. It's a slow, steady <laughs> progress until you know yourself. Um, we all have that friend who's just constantly going through relationships and they change themselves in every relationship to try to make that relationship work. And that's not successful. It's about picking up the pieces, evaluating yourself, learning some lessons about who you are, what you need, and what you're able to give in a relationship. And as you move on and date other people, you've grown as a person and you understand your needs, their needs, your friends' needs, and how to address all of them. Yeah. Now, what do you do if you have a really, really needy friend, though? Like every time you get into a relationship, they're super jealous. What do you What do you do with them Like in that, in that mm. balance? Uh. <laughs> I know a person like this. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's, it's really challenging when um, a friend just wants all of your attention. And um, I don't want to say that that's like a toxic relationship, because I think, you know, that person like, has probably some things within them that they need to work on, and they probably are really needing support. Um, so maybe it is about helping them find other sources of support that they can rely on. I mean, it's about those expectations. You should have reasonable expectations with friends and friendships. Um, but you know, if someone goes through their whole life without having that conversation, like what are the expectations that go into this friendship? And then, uh, I mean, it kind of makes friendship seem transactional when I say that, but like, what are our expectations? And uh, if someone needs too much from you, then it's time to re-examine those expectations and have that conversation. And if someone gets offended or doesn't want to have that conversation, it means that, you know, they're not in it just for the friendship, right? Friendship should be a two-way street where everybody's putting in energy and everybody gets more out than they put in. But it, sometimes when you're in those relationships where someone is constantly taking, and if you have a, like that evaluative conversation with them, like, oh, let's reflect on this and, and what I need and what I get from this, and if they're not willing to meet you halfway, then like what Spring said, that might be one of those toxic relationships where you need to evaluate. And maybe that's the problem with balance is that it's not you or your partner. It's that extra relationship where that person just needs more than what's reasonable in terms of having a friendship and a relationship at the same time. Yeah. 
There's one more thing I want to talk about, which is something you mentioned at the very beginning, and that's the um, person that gets lost in their relationship and and not just when it's new, but a lot of people do this where they um, make their whole lives about their relationship and they make their whole identity about the relationship and they identify themselves as like the perfect girlfriend or the perfect boyfriend or the perfect partner. Right. And that's like how they see themselves. And I think that we do learn a lot about who we are through our relationships, but we don't want to make ourselves somebody based on a relationship. And Sure. The most dangerous part of that is when a breakup occurs. Right. Um, and I know people, you know, who, um, fall into like the depths of despair and even become suicidal when they go through a breakup because they have built their identity so much around that. And, um, but like, I would like to talk just a little bit about what, what the dangers are when you're still in that relationship, because, you know, it's more than just, oh, okay, that's fine until you break up and then you're so upset because that it's not actually fine until that point. I mean, if we look overall, society tells women much more than men that they... So there are some men who, who are in that boat, but it's very much women who are told that they're supposed to derive their value from being in those relationships, whether it's girlfriend or wife or mother. Like that is the defining term for a lot of women. And the problem is all of those are temporary, right? All of those things can change. And the expectations around those words are insurmountable. Nobody could be the perfect girlfriend or wife or mother because we're all flawed human beings. Um, and we all need room to grow and develop on our own. Um, and the danger is, like I said, none of those things last forever. Like you're a mother, but the infant becomes a toddler, becomes a teen, then leaves home. And what's left when that's over? The same thing happens in terms of relationships. And often uh, people... Uh, like if there's a woman and she enters into a relationship, the person that she's with uh, can be coercive or manipulative as well. Like people seek out these kind of relationships because they have control. Um, it's really dangerous when you don't have a firm sense of yourself because, uh, like I said, you can leave the relationship, the relationship can leave you. Um, and you also lose touch with people around you in your life when you're in these kind of relationships because it consumes all of who you are trying to be that perfect self. Um, you're much better off being a flawed person like me uh, and, and <laughs> reflecting and trying to improve um, and, and taking joy from your relationship, like having it be a central part of who you are, but not be the only part of who you are. And, and I mean, Spring has that friend. We all have that friend and we see them go through those cycles. Um, and it's because their self-value comes not from their relationship and not from them as a person, but from the act of being in a relationship. That's where they're grounded. It's like looking like the perfect wife or looking like the perfect girlfriend or looking like the boyfriend, but not actually being And posting being about in. it and putting it on social media and making sure everybody else knows that also. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was rambling there, but um, it's really dangerous <laughs> because it's not about who you are, right? It's about your situation, your context with another person. What we really want to be able to do is to derive our sense of self from ourselves and and be able to feel grounded in ourselves without anybody else. And I think we all need people and we all need support and we also need to be okay with ourselves 
all alone when we're stuck in a home alone. <laughs> for Are you saying that you've been stuck alone uh, for I, months and I months? I live alone and it's quarantined. <laughs> um, yeah, but we, we, there's always time that we're stuck alone, which is in our own heads all the time. And we have to derive our sense of self from who we are, not who we are in relationship, but who we are on our own. And so, you know, that's another part of this, um, reflective process and growing and, um, getting to understand who we are even better so that we are better also in our relationships. Yep. So how do you balance? You get better at yourself and you practice being good at relationships. We talk about it all the time. You have to model good behaviors um, and like have tough conversations in your head or with your relationship or with your friendship. Um, And then they end up not being so tough, right? Because once you start practicing and modeling them, people get to know you better. You understand yourself better. And it no longer becomes about balancing the two, but it becomes about like having your best life and, you know, giving and getting joy from all of those relationships. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I think we're at the end of our episode today. Um, Do you have a tip for us? Just the tip. Dr. Cooper? Yeah, I think um, my tip is uh, make a deal with um, one of your friends about watching out for you within relationships, someone that you really trust and have them listen to this episode with you and then say like, you know, I really want to, um, I want to like be held accountable in my relationships and in my romantic and non-romantic relationships. Yeah. I mean, my, my tip is all about, you know, being reliable like being a good friend, being a good, be good, being good in relationships, and then being accountable to all of those as well, while at the same time being flexible. Like it's really important to be flexible. Encourage your friends to have great relationships and you'll have a better friendship with them. Yeah. And vice versa. All right. So if you have any questions for us or any follow-up for this episode, we're happy to chat with you about sex and love and relationships and sexual health and pretty much anything under the sun. Um, you can reach us via our email. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And you can uh, find us on social media at The Sex Wrap on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Love you. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just two of music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. <laughs>